Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Grow Landscapers podcast, the podcast where we delve deeper into landscape business, interviewing legends of the UK landscaping industry. So, join host Nick Ruddle as he explores their thoughts, insights, and experiences. That's here on the Grow Landscapers podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Grow Landscapers podcast. I'm Nick Ruddle, and today we're joined by Jonathan Bourne from Bourne Amenity. How are you doing? I'm, I'm very good. Very, very excited about the next uh, half an hour or so. Oh, and so you should be. So you <laughs> should be. So, uh, well, thanks. Um, welcome to the show. Um, a Bourne Amenity, been going for over 70 years. Is that right? That well, the the group of is a group of com- four companies that have been in existence since 1947. Born Amenity is a is a is a part of that. Um, it's been around for about 25 years. Um, sort of all evolved from an agricultural standpoint for John Born and Company, and Born Amenity evolved into where we are now, which is obviously horticultural products and sports stuff products. So. The whole group's been around for a, for a long while, seventy five years this year. Um, but Born Amenity, just sort of more more like twenty five years. Wow, wow! So still very well established. So, um, so how long have you personally been in the business? I I joined twelve two thousand and eleven, just before the uh, Olympic project. So yeah, I've, I've been I've been here for eleven, just going on eleven years. Mm. Um, so yeah yeah just just i mean i'm really in terms of the business and the people that work here i'm pretty much i'm pretty new actually we we, we keep hold of us a lot of our staff so there's a lot of people that have known me when i was a sort of a, a 10 11 year old running around the offices so yeah I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty new to it to be fair brilliant so just what did you do before then because obviously you've uh, you had some kind of work experience before you joined uh yeah yeah I was yeah I'm related completely I was I was I went from uh, from studying a, an economics degree at, at university to um to into London really to try and apply my trade there and I was worked in marketing uh for uh, for Adidas for four or five years before um I got the call from the family the father <laughs> sounds very much like the godfather type yeah. but yeah he, uh, he sort of tickled my interest in, and I, and I came down from the big smoke to to get involved in the family business. Oh, so that was one of my next questions, really, in terms of 
what made you join the business maybe it should be who made you join the business <laughs> <laughs> come on son, we need your help. <laughs> I, I, yeah i mean it, i mean a, fa- a family business is you tend to think it just gets handed down from generation to generation and i think that is a, the common the common trait and i i think my father never he, he never i don't think he ever saw me working in the business and, until i came down for a summer uh and worked in one of our quarries for a bit um and sort of i didn't really know what the business did when i was at university and you know i knew it was involved in agriculture but i think my father sort of you know took me took me under his wing a bit and showed me how it worked and and then sort of instilled in me that family ethos and the and the the fact that you're a custodian of the business and to pass it down to the next generation is kind of what you're aiming to do as a family as as you go on because that maintains the legacy so it was very much my father you know just giving me a, a reminder of the the, the family legacy and, and making sure that i was uh i was ready for it yeah well, i think it's good though isn't it? it's good to get experience outside of the family business because you know you've been in marketing for adidas i mean great brand great um sort of area to get involved with and i, I presume that a lot of the things you learned there you you can sort of re repurpose if you like and, and use and adapt to to what you do yeah. now the, the strategy yeah. side of things yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah the market uh, we didn't ha- have much of a marketing i mean we used to go to a lot of trade shows mm. uh we sort of had our you know a few local um advertisements and that kind of thing but we didn't really have any marketing uh, the, uh going on within the business at all so having that background and understanding the importance of sort of social media. And I mean, it wasn't the emergence of the internet. The internet emerged a long time before, but in terms of our industry, we're a little bit probably behind the curve and that kind of thing. So getting the website right and getting, making sure we were all on point and, and changing the logos of getting the branding right was a big important step that I brought into it. So yeah, from that point of view, I, I knew nothing really about the, the practical side of it, but I could definitely bring in some marketing theory yeah good okay well that's a good good place to start then so what did the business look like when you came into the business at 2011 what did it look like in terms of i don't know the people the sales the 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 marketing you know everything that, yeah. so what did you walk into at the time i walked into a i guess a, a quite a traditional business that was ingrained in the local um in the local community, we, we used to deal a lot with farmers. Uh, we used to supply a lot of lime, a lot of compost to local farmers. And it was, it, was, it was all quite local. We used to have reps out on the road that used to sell various things from grass seed to topsoil. To, and, and it was very much, you know, we, look, we were part of the local community and we looked after, we knew all the farmers. We went to, we put on clay pigeon shoots and that kind of thing. And it was, you know, we'd been doing it for, when I joined, we'd been doing it for 60 odd years. So we, we had that sewn up and we were, um, we were very well established and the people that work here would have worked here for 20 odd years. So it was very much a local business. Um, and, and, but look, but ambitious, you know, my father's a very ambitious man and he's always looking past and he, he got involved with, took, took it away from agriculture and turned it into sort of topsoil and mm. root zones and sands and, and saw the, 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 saw the requirement for that across the Southeast. So it was evolving. It wasn't just agriculture when I joined it was already a horticultural business but I guess I sort of what what kick-started my interest was the Olympic project and, and seeing the opportunity that lay with getting involved in getting getting a small piece of that which we only got a very small part of that of that tender but that kind of launched us onto the 
the scene of specified materials and, and got picked up my interest in the fact that we could actually do bespoke materials and become quite specialist. Mm. So what does it look like now then? So you, from what you came into, fast forward 11 years, yeah. what, what's the state of play now? But, I mean, it's, I mean, it's three, three times the size now in terms of turnover. Um, there's, you know, we, we've gone from when I, when I joined, it was probably 60, 70 staff. We're now at 130. Um, uh, we have we're, we're UK wide now. I mean, we're I mean ninety percent is in the southeast, but we're expanding every year. We're doing more and more projects outside, and we we've gone down the sort of technical route. So we do a lot of uh, testing and specialized soils and that kind of thing. So more away from more of the sort of standard materials into specified materials, which is where the industry and our clients are going. They want their materials to be specific for spe- for specific projects and. Um, that's that's what it looks like now. It's much more technical in terms of. I remember when I joined, we had we have a small laboratory in our offices, and we used to do a lot of our testing in there and pH testing with a bit of litmus paper and that kind of thing. And we had a bit of a, a particle size, and we used to flocculate clay, and, and that was fine. But nowadays, every you know, we spend a lot of money on testing, and every soil we do about. 30 different soils now whereas i joined we did about two or three so it's evolved just in terms of our range of products and how far afield they're going wow brilliant so um kudos to you then three times the uh, the turnover from 60 to 130 people so more than double the amount of staff mm. um and nationwide now as well so yeah. um Wow. So uh, uh, it's it's it's, a, it's not it's not just me. I've no, seen, I wasn't going to say it's just you. A lot of working cogs in the in the whole scheme. Um, but we 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 rode the tide of of the Olympics and the just general hmm. you know focus on the environment and wanting to green urban areas and remove some of the sort of brownfield sites and get some um, you know get some greenery into into the cities and, and we're very well placed in terms of being near london in the southeast and london is always as usual it's the trailblazer when it comes to things like green roofs and that kind of thing so we, we were lucky that we we rode that wave which kind of started at the olympics and is now i mean covid was 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 good i would say for our industry in terms of the putting the importance on the environment so it's just been i guess more right place right time yeah yeah, well, you've taken advantage of it and um, yeah, great opportunity. So uh, what do you think from your years of being in, in, in this business, what, what have you found to be the most important elements uh, to help you run a successful business? Um, I think there, there's always an emphasis on the customer being right, which I don't think is necessarily true. It's, it's more the fact of the staff we have here are extremely dedicated and extremely hardworking and very, very loyal. It is a family business and it's a very much a family with the staff. So respect and communication between the staff members, um, keeping them happy, listening to them, you know, leading by example and, and not asking people to do things you wouldn't. All those sort of standard sort of cliched um, things about staff, you know, if, if the staff are well looked after, then they'll look after the client. So, we, we very much make it a family family business in terms of the people here are treated like family, you know, from the guys in the yard to the directors, everyone's sort of on a, on a same keel and there's a lot of respect there. And I think that without that, we'd, we'd really struggle because, um, you know, we've got a lot of, you've got a lot of personalities in one place and especially mm. with the world as it is, there's a lot of, everyone's got a lot of stress, mm. strains and, and, and problems. And I think if they come to work and they feel that they're being listened to, then, 
you know, it, it just makes a much more relaxed environment where people can really get down to it. And if, if the work ethic's good, then that filters down through everyone. So, uh, so yeah, I, I guess keeping the staff happy is what I would say is, 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 is the real key element. Yeah, it's a real common theme throughout a lot of these um, episodes on this yeah. podcast. Um, you know, the genuine care, the sincere care for your staff, you know, and if, if you do look after them and they genuinely know that you care, then they're going to respect you. They're going to want to work for you. They yeah. want to work for the client. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, yeah. I think you, know, you can't be um, underestimated. Well, as I said to you before, before we came on, on the podcast, about another important thing I think is also the communication we have within the industry and making, you know, I, as I said before, I'm, I'm, I'm on very good terms with most of my com- competition. Mm. Um, you know, I see them regularly, we chat, we, we compete ferociously, but in general, we get on. Uh, and I, I think it's an important mantra never to burn any bridges with anyone, no matter what you might think might have happened. There's always two sides to a story and you'll always need each other at some point. So I like to, my, that people might disagree when they hear me say this, but I am on good terms with, with pretty much everyone. I haven't really had any major fallings out. And if there is a falling out, then you, you get over it. But not, not burning bridges, I'd say, is an also a really important um, aspect of running a successful business. Definitely. And in life in general as well. Yeah, I, think, exactly. I think you just yeah, never know, you never when, know when, when, you know, yeah, it's going to yeah. come back, yeah. Well, we we call um we we've made a word up at Action Coach called cooperation. So you're in you're cooperating, yeah. but you're in competition competition yeah. with your com- competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cooperation. Um, I mean, and it's, a, it's a horrible word, but yeah. I understand. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, but I, it, I, you know, yeah, it, I do. I do. I massively, massively agree with that. And in our industry, there's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot of business going on, and you will lose out occasionally. But there's a lot of a lot to go around. And I yeah. think if you if you work, I mean, you know we have our competitors that recommend us for certain projects or say, listen, born amenity are probably better place for this. And, and we do that thing vice versa to people that on the, on the next week might be taking work off us. So, you yeah. know, if, if that, if that, what goes around comes around. So if, if you act like that, then, then it tends to do, uh, do you well as a business, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't bite you on the, on the, on the arse. But if you, if you do the opposite and start bad mouthing other people or competitors, then, People don't like that, you know. You know, no one, no one likes to hear that. And I think you'll learn very quickly that's not the way to operate. Yeah, there's a, there's enough to go around. And 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 as before, you know, we came on on um, on the podcast. Um, the, it's very abundant. There's a lot of abundancy in this industry compared to a lot of other industries. You know, there's a lot. Of, there's genuine friendships there, and and they're quite open and honest with how they share ideas. And um, yeah. and yes, you're in competition, but there is enough for everyone to go around. And yeah. I think people do understand that in the landscape yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's a nice place to to, yeah. to operate in. Okay, very good. So, any other elements you can think you think of in terms of running a business? What before we get 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 onto the next section? Um, I don't. Know, I, I think. I think. I was thinking about. It, so I was thinking not not taking things too personally. You know, not not reacting too hard about things, and you know, maybe sleeping on problems, and not kind of, you know, being too kind of reactive and short termist. Look at the bigger picture. I guess that kind of boils down to not burning bridges. But I, I think, uh, you know, I I'm now almost forty, and I think when I first started, when I was in my late twenties, I was very hungry and i wanted to you know take every take all take all the work and if i didn't get something i wanted to know why and you know i just had that sort of naivety that everything why why shouldn't it come to us but when in fact you know that if you actually think about it and you're you're a bit more kind of 
uh, considered, then then you understand that you know things don't always work out, and if you react badly, then then people remember that, you know. But if you you know, we, we've just lost a, a pretty big job. And, you know, I, I was pretty like, well, you know, we should we should have had that. But in fact, you know, if you congratulate the victor and move on, then then there's always the next job to come. And, you know, I, I had a tendency, I think, to focus on the jobs I wasn't winning rather than looking at the amazing projects we do work on. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of fixating on why I've won them rather than why we have won them. And so that, that just comes, I guess, with with growing up a little bit, you know, yeah, taking the emotion out of things, isn't yeah. it? Really? And, yeah. and there is enough, and there's something else that will come along. And sometimes you think, well, that happened for a reason. We didn't win, win that for a reason. Yeah, taken yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a per- it's not a personal thing, you know. It's not as long as you're sure in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you're convinced in what you're doing. You've got that kind of uh, you know single mindset. Then then it'll happen for you. These, these setbacks are all part of it. Absolutely. And talking about setbacks, that leads us perfectly into my next question. Um, what might of the uh, what, what biggest mistakes have you made or, or what are the biggest lessons that you've learned then in, in your time at, at Born Amenity? Uh, um, I've learned a few to be fair I, I, as I said I came in quite gung-ho um, I think the most important thing is listening to people mm. especially people that have been in the industry a long time yeah. you know I, I'm, I'm quite a you know I was one of those people that was just waiting for my turn to speak sort of thing whereas I've learned that you know everyone's got something you can you can you can you can absorb and, and use at a later date. And if you sit back and just don't and just don't don't talk, you know, if you don't um, you know if you don't if you don't just wait for your turn to speak and you can sit there and absorb what's going on, then you can gain so much more than just um, just waiting. As I say, waiting for your turn to speak. So that that's a major lesson that I've learned um, because you know like someone like my father who's been here for so long, you know. I always thought, well, what does he know? But in fact, he knows quite a lot and he will always know quite a lot. And it's, um, you know, it's just, it's just that maturity, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You get over that naivety. Yeah. But there's, there's a great um, author, Australian chap called Alan Pease. Some people might've heard of him. Um, right. He, he's, he, I remember him saying, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. Yeah. Lot to be said about that. So listen. Yeah, I, think, I think there's also a lot to be said about being the quiet one. You know, um, I'm quite loud and quite sort of, um, you know, I like people to know I'm around, but I think I can I can learn a bit by just sitting back, absorbing what's going on around you and keep keeping your powder dry, so to speak, and not necessarily letting people know exactly what's going on in your mind and being very considered and, you know, being that guy who's sort of sitting there absorbing it all and making up minds in his head rather than having that sort of verbal diarrhea that some people seem to have. Yeah, I think sometimes you've got to learn how to sort of zip it and just just listen and listen. Yeah, try, not to, try not to jump in. I think it's something absolutely. you learn the older you get. Um, very good. So um, has there been any major challenges or ma- massive obstacles that you've had in the past? And if so, what did you do? What was the outcome? Um, yeah, I mean, the, I mean I've been in, I've, I'm relatively fresh with this, so... I'm touch wood. I'm lucky. We haven't had any massive. I mean, we've had, you know, the setbacks that come with a with a business and and losing key members of staff and that. But we tend to retain staff quite well and um, losing out on projects and. Uh, uh, but but in general, I mean, it sounds like it, it sounds like it sounds, you know, like a like a recipe for uh, for the quiet before the storm. But f- as far as I'm concerned, so far it's been so good. Um, 
So I'm just sort of waiting for, you know, we've had a lot thrown at us, um, but we've got a resilient business that, that relies on a good customer base that mm. and relies heavily on communication and making sure that our staff are well looked after. And I think when that happens, like something like COVID, you know, it's unavoidable that everyone's going to be much more worried about COVID than they are about sand and topsoil. So <laughs> if, if once you get over yourself and realize that people have that at home and, and you can kind of work with people then then it becomes you can sort of play it to your advantage and um yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm lucky in the fact that I've only been in, a, in the industry for sort of just on 10 years and we haven't had any sort of major setbacks so far touch wood touch wood come on fingers I'm touching everything <laughs> yeah, the, the catalyst of that exactly, um, exactly. you'll be talking to me next year and it'll all my everything will burn down and then floods and everything. yeah don't say that. Don't say that. So, um, okay, well, let, let's be positive then. If, if there's any tips you could give on um, how to improve the efficiencies or the profits of a business, have, have you got any ideas that you get involved on that side of the business? Um, yeah, I mean, in, in, terms, in terms of the efficiencies, we are, uh, we spend quite a lot of money on, um, on, on, we spend quite a lot of money on, on compliance and that kind of thing within our haulage feet. And, and although it does seem like a, like a, you know you're, you're throwing not throwing money away but we we just we just made a dedicated purge to to ensure that we were compliant with all of the all the regulations and we were kind of at the testing our materials really really regularly to make sure that they were always compliant always up to date um and although it costs us a lot of money that does actually trans translate down the line to a to a more profitable business because you do end up working on higher end higher end projects which have a higher margin so mm. um, that sort of thing is, has always been at the top of my mind we've got a Fours gold fleet of trucks which kind of costs us a lot to keep up but now that's paying off for itself mm. um so yeah i mean that in in, in that sort of way it's sort of uh, spend money to make money um which is not always possible for, for people starting out in the industry to get involved with that kind of thing and but you know i, I would just say that the industry is going and, and you know we're involved in haulage and logistics mm. it's only going one way it's only getting harder in terms of compliance and regulation and um you know um everyone wants to know where materials come from and their their origins and, and you've got to be completely covered for that because um there's no there's so many people out there litigious people out there that want to take uh you know you know want to want to you know, take, take something from you if you haven't provided the right material. So having a paper trail and making sure you're spending money on mm. testing is the one way to do it. Very good. Very good. So your role now, what, I think on, your, on the website is sales director. It sounds like you get involved with a lot more than that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's a, that's an old that's sort of an old title. That yeah, that, that was when my I was purely with um yeah with with born immunity, but we're we're as I say we're a group of four businesses all all, all involved in the sort of same um the same kind of industry. You know, we got we've got a contracting business that builds sports grounds, so that's sort of symbiotic with the sports turf materials that we supply. Um, and you know, my my father's here, and we've got three other directors. So. Although the sales thing is what really interests me because that's kind of the, the crux of the business. Mm. I'm now more involved in that. You know, we, we run quarries and trucks and that comes with a whole raft of problems and headaches and compliance. And, you know, the, the running trucks is, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I just wouldn't recommend it. It's, it's, quite, it's got a recipe for disaster in all over, especially with 
what's going on at the moment with fuel prices and parts and labor mm. it's it's a real challenge but i but i enjoy that part of it you know it's every day is different um and um you seem to be firefighting most of the time but you we i deal with some great people in the company and mm. some great stories and it's really rewarding um to be surrounded by people that are all working for essentially my grandfather's brand and and all pulling together and mm. in general it's a happy place to work and everyone is you know in it together yeah well if it was all easy and predictable every day it'd be quite boring after a while wouldn't it yeah, so I think it, it's, would be. it would be a bit more yeah. interesting having all these challenges to overcome and gives you better work job satisfaction and um, yeah. you know, sense of achievement as well and pulling together as a team i think you Absolutely. know Good, good people, good teams do pull together in times of struggles and crisis, and, and yeah, yeah. things are not quite going right. You find out a lot about yourself and others. Yeah, around you. yeah absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what we're in at the moment, isn't it? You know, yeah. there's nothing more. You know, we thought we thought COVID was a challenge. I think this next period is going to be even more challenging as everything gets squeezed and and there is just not quite enough to go around, and you're going to have to tighten your belts and make some difficult decisions. But I think when you know, you stuck by people through the thick and the thin and they're willing to make those sacrifices with you. So it's, um, yeah, we'll see what happens over the next few years. But the industry, as, as we talked about before, is robust. And, you know, there is an emphasis on the environment at the moment, which is which is high on the agenda, which makes, you know, which makes work for everybody. So hopefully it's going to be not too much a rough ride as being in something like, I um, mean, you know, catering or something. But it's, from all indications are, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people... Who have been through recessions in the past, um, you know, it makes you a bit more resilient, a lot more resilient, bulletproof, and you know, yeah. that belief that well, we've been through it before, we came out the other side, we can do it again. Yeah, you know, sort of yeah absolutely. Up time, really, isn't it? And pull together yeah. as, a, as a team. So, um, so what parts of being in business have you found personally to be the most rewarding for you? Uh, it's so. I mean, I'm going to sound really corny again, but it is the it is the people. You just I mean, love your people, man. Yeah, I do love the people. <laughs> I do. I, I mean, obviously, the staff go without saying. They're all fantastic, and I, you know, I, I, they're a dream to work with uh, most of the time. Uh, but, but just you know, I, I get to go and I get to meet amazing people in the industry. You know, um, there are some great designers, contractors, minds out there that far surpass anything I could ever conjure up. And when when, when you are involved in a scheme and it, and it does come together and you go and visit, you go, you know, we are such a minor part in that scheme. We just provide the building blocks, I guess. But you just see that there are some incredibly talented and creative people out there. And that the ability to, to, to just go and see these projects and, and be invited to, to openings of amazing gardens and roof terraces and that kind of thing is great. And I, I guess the best part of, of, of being in charge of running your own business and being um, is the freedom you get from that. You know, you can kind of, I can kind of make decisions based on not a whim, I wouldn't say, but on based on my experience without, without having to run it past a committee. And, you know, I bounce a lot of ideas off my father, but in general, it gives me a lot of freedom to make decisions on behalf of the company that I know will benefit us in the long run. So firstly, the people, the people, as I say, the people in the industry are great. It's a very good industry to be part of everyone is extremely friendly uh, mm. and, and willing to give up their time as well. You know, there's a lot of information sharing that goes, I don't know whether that goes on in other industries, but you know, I, I have a, a raft of people that I could call up and they could give you their opinions mm. on things for free. You know, there's a lot of good people in there that just want the industry to thrive rather than will put up barriers for you. So it's a good industry to be in. That's, that's, that's what I've found. 
Yeah, brilliant. Everyone wants to help everyone else out, don't they? They're very abundant. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice, uh, a nice place to be. Um, everyone does support everyone really well because sometimes, you know, it's it's a give and take, isn't it? Sometimes you might need their help; they might need yeah. your help. Yeah, well, that, well, that's the thing. You know, you want to, you know, it is it is give and take. And if you are open to to giving your advice freely, then that will come back to you. Yeah, definitely, definitely does. A good, um, good sort of way to live your life generally, really. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, if we've got someone listening to this at the moment and they're a little bit stuck in their business or just want to expand, don't know what they need to do, what yeah. advice would you give them? Um, stick to your guns would be the thing. You know, just focus on that thing that really got you fired up in the first place. Um, I mean, you know, don't don't be afraid to make. Mis- I mean, it's 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 easy enough to say don't be afraid to make mistakes because mm. you know mistakes can be costly. But I think if you are passionate, I think you have to revisit whether you're passionate. You know, you've met some people on this podcast, and the thing they all share is passion. Mm. You know, if you are in the industry and you are passionate, then you will it will happen for you. It's just a question of biding your time, I guess. Especially at the moment where there's putting a lot of money or investment around, just biding your time and doing the small things really well, um, networking as much as possible, which is so why social media is so good, especially linked, something like LinkedIn. You can really, you can get access to some people who you would never even be able to, you know, and, and as I said, in general, you know, you, you might email someone like Nigel Dunnett or, so, or some big designer and, and they'll come back to you. You know, it might take a bit of time, but they will come back to you. And I think if you're there and you're asking the right questions and you surround yourself with, the right sort of people um then you know it, it will take a bit of time and it's baby steps but i think this industry rewards passion and that's what everyone shares yeah i think that word comes up time and time again it's just it's just focused the whole industry is, is focused around that word of passion you know passion yeah. well, for what you do passion for the environment passion for your your staff passion for doing a great job for the environment everything and it really is and, and the people that i found on the podcast but also people who work for a lot of our clients or with a lot of our clients you know their employees they they just love what they do and um, yeah. it, it's a different kind of industry to, to anything yeah. else that I've, yeah. I've experienced and, and i think it's lovely because everyone's passionate they want to help yeah. they want to improve yeah. and help others yeah which is a lovely lovely thing and I, th- I think because the end result is so gratifying yeah it's you know, when, when when you see something that comes into bloom or comes into fruition it's yeah. so mentally um satisfying you know it's not i mean i don't know what it's like to be a stockbroker but i I can't imagine they get the same satisfaction process as you do if you see a wildflower meadow burst into bloom or you see a roof garden in in full in full swing in this in this in the summer you know that that must it gives me a massive you know glow and i must imagine if you're the actual contractor or the designer or the architect or whoever it is you must look at that and think wow that is going to be enjoyed and everyone loves a garden you know yeah. everyone loves that everyone loves there's no one out there that doesn't love nature i mean yeah. it, it is something that's genuinely loved and people it blows people away every day it blows people away so if you're even a small part of that that has got to be pretty satisfying yeah genuinely contributing to the environment yeah, yeah for yeah. sure absolutely doing the good things in life which is yeah. um, not many not many um, industries or, or careers that you can really say that about I, I no no exa- exactly exactly i would say another thing is get a, a, um get a good night's sleep <laughs> yeah that, that is something i've learned when, when i was younger i've obviously got i've got children well, or not obviously but i've got children now so i'm i'm pretty much done by about seven o'clock at night but <laughs> when i was younger i didn't i used to burn the candle at both ends and it just doesn't work 
it yeah. doesn't if you're trying to build a business and you're trying to and you're working 12 14 hours a day which is what you kind of need to do mm. to the start to try and then you need to be alert you know and, and going to bed at sort of midnight one o'clock just doesn't work so I, i'm i'm old before my time i'm i'm in i'm well in bed by 9 p.m absolutely done brilliant, um, brilliant. i i so i i know it sounds rock like roll. rock and roll eh? that, but that is actually a, a good point that having a good night's sleep does sort you out and if you don't it does catch up with you yeah there's nothing worse than being in a meeting and yawning yeah because someone will see that and then you know that 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 doesn't that doesn't do any favors you can just blame on a kid. So I'll just get young kids. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Even if you don't have any. Yeah, well, that sort of brings me on to my, my last question, really. I think you've sort of touched upon it already. So if you could give one or two golden nuggets to someone yeah. trying to build a business, what would, it, yeah. what would it be? So one, sleep, stay out of the pub, go sleep. to bed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, sleep, sleep, but, all, you know, be prepared to do different things and, and meet up with people on a whim and don't say no to, to I mean, don't say I'm not saying to say yes to everything, but be prepared to go out of your comfort zone. Um, but you know, you and have have really thick skin as well, you know, because you will get a lot of knockbacks and you will get people telling you, you know, don't do this, don't do that. And and you will get there will be disappointments. And I think when I first started out, I used to take it really personally and um used to kind of used to really get on my mind. But I think if you're in the industry and you're starting a business, there's a reason you started that business, and I think you you won't there's the only person that can make you quit is yourself and i think if you have that thick skin and you have that vision and eight hours nine hours sleep then then that's a winning combination definitely sounds like one to me yeah definitely i suppose you know when you're building your business one thing to sort of be be aware of and and if you're trying to achieve anything in life whatever it might be be careful who you listen to because yeah. there's an expression that, that I use. It's um, I, I have taken it from Brad Sugars who founded Action Coach. So I won't take the credit. Right. For it, free advice from unsuccessful people can be very expensive. Yeah. Careful yeah, who yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful who you listen to. But yeah. go to the yeah, people. Find, it, yeah, find, find yourself a mentor, you know, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, Jonathan, that's been amazing. Really enjoyed it. Um, you're, you've been a great guest. Really enjoyed every, every minute of it. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, personally to ask yeah. you to pick your brains or, or if they want yeah. to get in touch with you for uh, for the for the company for born yeah. what would be the best way to contact you uh probably emails I, i'm i'm always contacting on email i'll answer emails i used to answer emails at two three in the morning but now i sleep so halfway <laughs> through the night then <laughs> if you email jonathan at born uk.com then that gets through to me and, and i'll always get back to anyone who wants to get in touch wow that's brilliant well Really, really massive thank you for your time. Excellent. And, uh, thank you very much, Nick. It's been brilliant. I'm sure a lot of people will get a lot of um, great insights and uh, advice. Good. And um, I suppose they've just got to make sure they go to bed nice and early. Uh, exactly. So, exactly. I'm, 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 I've got three hours and then I'm down. <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank um, you. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Jonathan. Thanks, Nick. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Grow Landscapers podcast. To get in touch and see how we can help you with your business by emailing nick at nickruddle.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 